live again at last. It's it's been an inadvertent hiatus because I'm just not good at planning things, honestly. <clears throat> the uh, the schedule change between commercial uh, construction and service was a little bigger than I thought and than I've been used to. So it, it's taken this long to get some semblance of structure back into my uh, circadian rhythm here. But we're back and we're going. And I'm fine. Everything's fine. Nothing is not fine. Uh, I just want to be back. Um, my goal is to start working on Blue Collar Bible Scholar again, 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 for the first time in forever. And there are a lot of problems with every Disney movie, by the way. It was just an easy reference. The, uh, I left off at Judges. So I want to do the Book of Judges and then continue bouncing back and forth. My goal right now, baby steps, my goal is one blue-collar Bible scholar a week. One book of the Bible a week. And I'll alternate between Old Testament and New Testament. We'll see how that goes. Uh, the other thing is I really feel led to stream every day, whoa, buddy, about news, but I don't know what specific news stories or types of stories to cover or where to find the news stories I want to cover at, because there's just everything happening all the time, forever, and so it becomes its own time investment to find news stories that are worth covering, to research them. So far, there have only been little picky and bits that I like fussing over because everybody got hung up on a woman and completely ignored the fact that he was praying to Brahma. And then, like, a month later, everybody's surprised when that other congressman guy in the same house says, God's will is of no concern here. Yeah, we, you, you guys proved that when you said you were praying to Brahma. We get it. It's okay. Uh, that's all right. A lot of people don't understand that politicians are essentially highly paid sociopaths. They're just really good salesmen. They're really good used car salesmen. Uh, and they'll say whatever it takes to get into office, and they'll say whatever it takes to stay in office, and they'll do whatever it takes to get them more money and to stay in office as long as possible. That's, that's every politician ever. And if you expect them to do anything more than that, you're lying to yourself. You just aren't. Anyway, um, so I don't know how to cover what news stories, but that's the direction I feel led to go in. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Because I, I love taking a longer historical view of certain events. And uh, to, to kind of put, put all of life in perspective, right? It's, uh, it's important. So with that, what I wanted to talk about today, so it's not just some weird empty update, is I'm fine. There's a song on, on Christian radio that's going around recently. Was it, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm not fine, I'm broken. And it's basically taking shots at everybody that says I'm fine. Like, hey, how you doing? Ah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm, I, when I tell somebody that I'm fine, and there's like a lot of stuff going on, it's, it's declarative. I, I have a little more depth than just like, oh, I'm fine. I'm not saying it because I'm, I'm trying to like, 
cover up would be tough. Like I, everybody has problems and issues. But when the lady at church is having to get other people to drive her back and forth to chemo, and you're like, I got in, you know, a fender bender, and it's, I'm going to have a little trouble paying to fix my car, I guess. And she's just like really sweetly going to go, oh, okay. No, I'm not going to tell her about my little, you know, oh, my elbow's been aching a little bit lately. Um, I'm fine, you know. <laughs> Uh, I'll just keep praying for you, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know. God's an unlimited resource. It's not It's not how things work. It's not like that. I get it. But it's... You know, when you're talking to people that have trouble making rent, and you're like, I'm really hoping to get a raise at my job, even though I already... You know, we're getting by. We're not hurting, but we're not doing great either. The goal is to always keep progressing and building. You know, you're not going to tell that person, like, hey, I'm really believing God for a raise right now. And they're like, oh, cool, I'm believing God for rent and groceries next week. All right, that's, you know, good. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of little stuff going on, but, you know, my wife and I are solid. We'll have, we'll have our spats, but it usually doesn't last more than about 12 hours. We're, we're pretty buttoned up in that regard. Uh, by the grace of God, by the way, it's not anything special we do. We're, we're regular people, and everybody sucks. But uh, God has allowed us to be extraordinarily on the same page. So then it'll just be little transient issues of, oh, you know, I didn't get enough sleep last night, so I'm a little extra grouchy today. Or, uh, you know, today was especially hard, so I'm extra tired. That, that kind of thing. It'll be a little snippet deal. It's not some long brewing of, you never that just blows up. We don't have those. Uh, we, we've had maybe like three tops five of those in I don't know, ten wait, eight? Two, oh, goodness, yeah, like 13 years now. Um, I don't, I don't keep track of time very well, guys. Uh, but yeah, so when I say that I'm fine, it's a declarative statement. Because I may not, like, I'm not actually fine. But I'm declaring. Is is Christ still on the throne? Oh, okay. Is he still going to come in glory and burn everything to the ground? To bring justice upon the wicked? To redeem the righteous? And receive his own unto himself? Oh, okay. Well, then I'm fine. Everything's going to work out fine. Because uh, you just have to have a big enough scale and perspective. That, you know, oh, the car trouble. Uh, something in the car broke again. Uh, you know, one of the kids is sick again. Oh, well. Christ is on the throne still. Everything's, everything's going to work out fine. For politics stuff, right? Everybody's crying about the new socialist regime that's coming to power. Do you guys know the church has still been the church in China this whole time, right? They're actually in the China. They're crushing. They've been doing great. Uh, whenever, you know, occasionally the higher-ups will completely sell out the entire people that work underneath them. But the uh, LGOP, right, for the, the military types, little groups of parishioners, they're crushing 
know, they're meeting in their homes, they're smuggling Bibles across the border, they're getting it done. Cool. Um, I mean, Paul was doing stuff under the Nero, the guy who lit his garden with burning Christian corpses. Paul was crushing. So, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. That's a declarative statement that all is right. God is in control. Now, God then puts flawed men in control and says, you know, get at it, buddy. Do the best you can. So, I'm not excited about how things turn out in life all the time. It sucks every time something breaks on the car. It's emotionally stressful for me because I suck at car repair and I'm easily suckered by people that know more than I do. And at the same time, like, I just can't... I can't make car stuff pay attention. Uh, I, I can't make car stuff make sense in my head, rather. The way electrical stuff does. The way I can look at a box of wires that look like a weird rat's nest of rainbow colors, and I can just go, oh, this one's a feed, this one's a switch leg, this one seems to be unused, oh, there's the neutral, oh, okay, and then this was the old line that he tapped off of to pull out, alright, and then I, I can put stuff in, like, just, I can see it, the way you would read a book, I can't do that with cars at all, it's a, it's a weird, unfettered nightmare as soon as I start looking under the hood of a car, um, but, I, I have to figure it out because such is life. Uh, at the same time, I'm fine. Because I understand that Christ rules and reigns and is victorious. And he's overcome the world. So I can overcome the world. So I can fix this car or find a buddy at church who can help me out or phone a friend or I'll stumble across the right YouTube video that walks me through little baby steps for a you know, like a chimpanzee with clubbed hands trying to put car stuff together. I can figure it out. I'm fine. Now, I, I know there's another type of person that just bottles and like, I can handle it on my own. I, I lean that way sometimes, and then I catch myself. But a good portion of the time, it's... I mean, if you genuinely wanted to know what's wrong in my life, it'd be an hour conversation. Of, I can I can give you an itemized list, but it it's just not worth my time to sit there and do that and focus on every little thing that's wrong. I'll deal with stuff as it comes up. It doesn't mean I'm not paying attention, but not everything merits taking up another person's time to have them spend their prayer time praying over it when they could be you know praying for that orphanage in Uganda that your church sponsors or whatever. That, whoa. Line of cars stacked up surprised me real quick. I'm on like a loop D curvy road, so it just it snuck up on me. So that's I'm fine. When I when I say that I'm fine, it's a declarative statement that Christ is on the throne. So I'm declaring whatever's going on right now, whatever insanity that I've been uh, faced with in life, I'm fine because God's gonna come back and burn it all. It's gonna be great going to be great. And uh, it's healthy to have that perspective. Uh, not so much that the, the present moment loses its meaning, because each, each little moment that we're given is going to, to give us sort of a laying bricks for our, our eternity. As Paul puts it, um, the, each, each man's workmanship is tested as with fire, right? 
whether or not what you're building right now in this life is going to last the test of fire into eternity or whether it's going to be burnt up as sticks, hay, and straw and you, uh, you enter in the kingdom smelling as of smoke. There's so many good lines in the Bible that people don't realize are just legit in the Bible. Uh, the skin of your teeth, right? That's not a joke. That's not a joke in the King James Version. Uh, it's cool stuff. Or uh, the Israelites, another good one. It's a complete sidetrack right now. Uh, the Israelites, when they, can I do, bam, there we go, there we go, um, the Israelites, when they're in the desert, in the wilderness, they're having to deal with, uh, manna, they're eating manna, so, quick context, they're in the wilderness, okay, they're in the wilderness because they would not obey, they would not listen to God, and so he sent them to wander in the wilderness, okay, they're stuck in the wilderness, wandering around in the wilderness. So their discipline, this is their time out, is God says you're going to walk in circles in the desert until you die of old age, and then your children get to inherit. That's uh, it's a pretty tall order. But they keep worshiping idols after you know the God of heaven clearly shows them that it's not the way to be. Cool. While they're wandering in the desert, God gives them manna to eat. And it specifically states that the manna tastes like cake. Look it up. The manna tastes like cake. God's discipline for his stupid children that won't listen. This includes us nowadays. Um, he, he disciplines you, but the discipline is still cake. He gave them cake. Three meals a day, every day. Except Saturday. They had to gather, gather twice as much on Friday and then save it for the next day. So they can still rest on the Sabbath. Not even like gather food actual cake. They still got a break from collecting free food from the sky once a week. Free food that tasted like cake. God literally rained cake on them for 40 years. So in the middle of all that, they start crying like babies that they want meat. We want meat. Instead of God saying, deal with it. This is what you get. Because at our house, we have a you-get-what-you-get-and-you-don't-get-upset rule. Uh, and it's usually just for dinner. It's we're, we're all so chill. We're flexible. But that's, that's the baseline. Is This is what's been presented to you. So do not complain and eat. And then behind the scenes, you know, we, we know which kid eats what. And we kind of modulate stuff to, to minimize fighting. But... The front, though, is they need to understand that this is what you've been given and be grateful for what you're given because you didn't, you know, a lot of kids go to bed hungry. So eat and enjoy. We, we try and keep them balanced in the, in the right frame of reference, too. Anyway, parenting stuff aside, it directly relates to how God handles Israel. Israel, though, he says, fine, he gives them meat. He has a bunch of quail, a huge quail storm. Sounds like a really boring B movie. Quail storm. Uh, comes through. Just a giant pile of quail. It's piled up to their knees. Um, Robert's hyperbole here. And God says, let them eat meat till it comes out of their noses. Actual quote. In the Bible. Look it up. I, I don't remember the reference off the top of my head. It's uh, somewhere in Numbers. I want to say it's in Numbers. It's either back half of Exodus or in Numbers. 
Uh, let them eat quail till it comes out their noses. Magic. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Proof God has a sense of humor. He actually says, let them eat quail till it comes out their noses. Or let them eat meat. I forget if he says meat or quail there. Um, but yeah, he has a, a whole pile of just a pile of quail. These little, like, peahen size, you know, Cornish game hen size birds just all over the camp. And then they have the gall to start pigging out, porking out. Everybody's like, oh, gorging. They actually are gorging themselves, hoarding and stockpiling all the quail. Um, and so God starts, like, smiting them again because they're, like, even in their discipline, like, they still don't get it. They still don't, like, get it. So all kinds of fun. But, yeah, God's discipline tastes like cake. Uh, anyway fine I'm fine everything is fine and nothing is not fine that's that's the mantra when I'm stressed out when everything's falling apart or I feel like it's falling apart it helps me also just put perspective right going back to you know this lady at church you know as far as I as far as I know glory to God her um, she hasn't been to chemo in a while her cancer's gone as far as we can tell she's doing good Hawking doesn't get you there any faster bud so but when I'll, I'll tell her I'll, you know, I have like one or two things whatever the biggest issue is I'll, I'll share to, to have prayed over or whatnot but I'll have so many things that I feel like are actual issues it's not that big drug yeah, somebody wants the right turn lane to turn on red. And I think they're planning on going straight. So everybody's stuck. So, I'm fine. I'm declaring, right, that I am fine because I'm aware of the eternal frame of reference that I'm operating in. Where my sins are forgiven and I stand in a position of righteousness before God as a joint heir with Christ. So, I mean... Everything else is extra credit, man. I, I do my best to, to build in the present for things that are eternal. And you can't take it with you. So the only thing you can take with you are human relationships. You invest in people. You know, you invest in your kids, your spouse, and uh, people, your friends and coworkers. As uh, Pastor Dave, Pastor Dave Conboy says, you're the pastor of where you're at. And that gives me... Of all, the, of all the different teachings I've heard over the years, that gives me the most clarity on what I'm supposed to do in the workplace as a Christian. Um, because you think of a pastor, and it's you got to think about all the stuff they do besides stand up in front of everybody and give a good sermon. Beyond that, they uh, what are they doing outside of it, right? They're, they're counseling couples... They're counseling individuals. They're evangelizing in the community, hopefully. They are giving advice. They're teaching. They, they've got all these different roles and hats they put on, in addition to, you know, being an administrator and an event coordinator for, like, church stuff. So what, what you're looking at then at work is you now know that for the Christians around you at work, you're to, you're to bolster them. 
you know, either if they know more than you, learn from them. If you know more than they do, share what you learned. You know, if you guys are about on the same level, make it a point to share whatever happened on Sunday that you learned a new thing, whether in Sunday school, during the sermon, or whatever. Or if you, uh, your personal reading came across a cool verse, like, hey, I just read this thing. You know, be intentional about sharing, about keeping spiritual things on the, uh, on the docket to be discussed. For people that aren't Christians in your workplace, just be intentional about, you know, having an open ear, talking with them about their concerns, or um, as you deal with your own problems, just express how your faith helps you handle those personal life problems. You know, even something as simple as having an issue getting a job pulled together, it's like, oh, well, you know, God will take care of it, we'll work the details out, it'll be fine. You know, just expressing faith in God's provision in something as simple as, you know, making sure you can find the right part to get a job done today that has to get done today or whatever. Um, but yeah, just being, being present, being available, having the, just having Bible verses in your head, having read God, God's word enough that you can kind of see the world through that, that Bible lens, you'll have a lot more wisdom just tons more wisdom than the average person because the Bible is such a such a wise book God himself is is wisdom um, not not going to that right now but it just accept that it's true and move on the just knowing scripture gives you so much more wisdom than the average person does because the average person's wisdom extends to they we're talking average worldly person uh, broadly speaking sin makes you stupid so people who are outside Christ and ensconced in the world, ensconced in sin, they are uh, they're not having a good time. And things that they think make them smart are actually hurting them and make them stupid. Quick, easy example, people who think they're cunning at avoiding work. If I do this and this, I don't have to do this. Or like the, the guys that think they're being slick, playing stupid. So they're very sharp, but then they'll act dumb so they don't have to do something, and you explain it to them three or four times, and then you wind up halfway doing it for them. Yeah, they, there are people that think doing that on purpose is a smart thing, and that makes them wise. And that's, it's just clearly, number one, it's lying, and number two, the Bible says to work hard because sluggards have a bad day. Uh, there's a lot of wisdom in Scripture. So if all you do is read your Bible and pray every day, you're getting wiser. And so you're going to have more wisdom. When someone at work mentions having a problem, you'll have what to you seems like an obvious solution. And you can just present it in a very casual way. Like, have you thought about trying this? Or have you thought about doing that thing? And they go, hey, that's a great idea. You go, oh, that's awesome. You know, I, I got that from this Bible verse that says X, Y, Z. Or I got it in Sunday. You know, the pastor was saying this is Sunday. You know, give these... Uh, action points so I'm fine everything is fine and nothing is not fine because these have a have a proper perspective and frame because unless you're working on a relationship with a person unless you're leading someone to Christ unless you're helping strengthen their relationship with Christ um, you know, unless you're edifying the church or adding to the church, then you're building with stray, hay and straw. And just be aware of that. It's fine. I mean, this is life. This is the life you live in, right? You've got to work a job. 
gotta get money, gotta buy food, uh, pay rent, all this stuff. This is all hay and straw, but it's necessary to just keep things moving. So when all the hay and straw have problems, just remember that, oh yeah, it's all gonna burn. I'm fine. Everything is fine. Nothing is not fine. So hopefully, Lord willing, I'll be able to have some kind of daily presence on here and then once a week do something of substance that will last beyond just me yelling at my phone in a car and be helpful for people. Uh, my book. I wrote a book, everybody, about how blue-collar people are systematically underreached and underappreciated uh, both in the local congregation and in a, a larger sort of evangelical zeitgeist level. Zeitgeist is a big word. It just means what everybody's talking about or thinking about. And how, uh, how that's, that's a problem and some ways to mitigate that problem, as well as I put forward a pretty decent theology of work, I think, as a good starting point for an average pastor to kind of look at, get their bearings, and then come up with their own personal theology of work based on scripture, an ergology, if you will. I'm trying to coin a phrase. Uh, that's it. It's called the Blue Collar Blind Spot. It's at followtheleader.one, followtheleader.one slash book. Followtheleader.one slash book will get you there. And uh, that's it. I'll see you next time. Godspeed.